humans, hello humans, hello humans of the world. It is me, Ellie Krug, with Ellie 2.0 Radio and AM 950 in lovely Eden Prairie, Minnesota. How are you? I'm here also in the Twin Cities. How are you? Happy Monday. Happy first Monday in November. Happy, happy, happy. Soon the election will be over. Happy. And I bet a lot of you right now are saying, thank God, but we are worried. And so I, I oh, by the way, I'm talking to you live. Ah, guess what? I get to do that today. A live show. And so today we have a very, very special guest. I, for the big interview, we're going to have Dr. Kurt Nelson. Of the, He is a behavioral scientist, psychologist, who is going to talk about pre-election apprehension and anxiety. Hmm. That thing that you've been feeling, and when I said happy, happy, you know, soon for the election to be over, you gave that, the reaction you had back to that was, well... But so, so um, he'll be on a little bit and uh, then uh, we may have him for the rest of the show once the big interview begins, depending on whether people call in and want to talk to him. Um, And remember, we do get to talk to you um, and we will start taking calls at about 2.20. And then I also, I'm going to start the show always, I talk about featured idealist, either historical or contemporary. Uh, somebody doing work. And I'm going to do that today because you know what? We need something not related to the election. We do, don't we? Okay, just, just you know, let me give you, um, it's not even going to be nine minutes. Let me give you something that is totally un, unrelated to the election and is about idealism and a human doing good. Okay, so, all right, I'm going to do that. Uh, Our idealist name is Woody Faircloth. He's a 2019 CNN hero, and he came up with the idea of refurbishing RV campers and donating them to families and people who had lost their homes um, in forest fires in California, particularly uh, the one, uh, the campfire that took out Paradise, uh, California. Much of what I'm going to relate to you right now is from a 2019 article by Kerry King published in the Wake Forest magazine. Apparently, that's the alumni magazine for Wake Forest University. It turns out that Woody Faircloth is a Wake Forest grad, 1990. Certainly, most of you will recall the Paradise, uh, California fire. Um, It's ironic that a town with such a bucolic name would be the victim of such a destructive fire. Before the fire, Paradise, California was a town of 27,000 with all the trappings of modern America. Grocery stores, McDonald's, Burger King, even a Kentucky Fried Chicken. And then in the span of just 90 minutes, what was called the campfire consumed 14,000 homes and took the lives of 85 people, leaving 50,000 people homeless because of the whole area that the fire encompassed. It was the largest fire in California's history. Think about the magnitude of that. That is like wiping out Hopkins, Minnesota, or Red Wing, Minnesota, or Hastings, Minnesota, two times over. And oh yeah, those fast food places, they were destroyed too. And thus, um, a 50-year-old man named Woody Faircloth watched... um, the, uh, the destruction from his home in Denver. Uh, this all happened uh, um, right before Thanksgiving of 2018. And Woody felt a need to do something. In fact, he came up with a hashtag, hashtag do something. And he settled on the idea of buying a single RV. That's all he wanted. That's all he planned to do, a single RV to deliver to one victim of the fire. He put up a GoFundMe page to raise just $100. You can... Literally, you can find that GoFundMe page um, and has since, through the GoFundMe page, raised $49,587. So so Woody comes up with this idea that he's going to get an RV to Paradise, California, to one of the survivors as his way of trying to make the world better. So um, he he, uh, scanned uh, the 
Craigslist pages for used RVs, and he found one, a 1987 RV, that the owner was trying to sell for $7,500. When the owner heard about Woody's plan to help the Paradise victims, the owner cut the price to $2,500. Woody, who works as an account manager for Comcast, took some money out of his savings, and then he and his six-year-old daughter spent Thanksgiving weekend. So this was like a man who came up with an idea, who said, you know, I think I'm going to do this, starts looking on Craigslist, finds somebody that's willing to work with him on the price of an RV, and then he, Woody and his daughter uh, over Thanksgiving weekend, 2018, they get into the RV to drive it to California. And that's what they did. They, dro- they went to California, um, and they dropped it off to a family of six who had been living in their car. While in California, Woody and his daughter took in the devastation that Paradise had suffered. And frankly, Woody couldn't wait to leave the area. However, on the way back to Denver, he and his daughter were apparently driving a rental car back to Denver, social media exploded about Woody's good deed. Soon he had dozens of fire survivors asking for RVs. And as well, there were dozens of RV owners offering to donate their vehicles. And that GoFundMe, as I said, raised more than $47,000. Soon, fellow Wake Forest University alumni stepped up like the attorney in Colorado helped set up a nonprofit to run this endeavor and then friends who helped match survivors with RVs. Woody's nonprofit has now raised $125,000 to fix RV, um, and the money it doesn't buy the RVs, the money fixes the RVs before they're given to families. As of December 2019, this is the closest I could find. Uh, Woody's group had donated 64 RVs to fire victims uh, from the Paradise Fire. I'm sure that number has increased since then, since we're close to a year since then. This, this website is up. You can still go to the website. It is the RV for Campfire Family website. So, quote, RV for the number four Campfire Family. Uh, that website is real. I've gone to it. I've gone to it several times since I started preparing the show yesterday. And in case you're wondering about Woody Faircloth as a person— Know this. Um, Four years ago, before the campfire and the destruction of paradise, Woody had traveled to Greece, where he worked to settle Syrian refugees who had crossed the Mediterranean. So this man was, I mean, the fire ignited, that is a horrible pun, reignited his idealism, but he had been an idealist even before this. Um, Clearly, he had been working to try and make the world better before he came up with this RV idea. In uh, December of 2019, Woody was named a CNN hero, recognition certainly that he deserved. For me, one of the most important takeaways from Woody's story is how the selfless acts of one human, one idealist, can trigger the compassion and idealism of others. To close, let me read this from the Wake Forest uh, article. And the, and the, the um, article says this, Woody didn't give much thought to angels before paradise. Now, he says, he sees angels in everything he does. Need someone to haul RVs to Chico, which is right outside of paradise? Limpus and Smith raise their hands. Between them, they've hauled a dozen RVs to Chico. Need a quiet place to park some RVs? A couple open their farm and hearts to survivors with, with no one else with nowhere else to go. They've since, um, there are 10 RVs parked at that farm right now. Need some toys to give uh, Paradise children at Christmas? Luna's, that's his seven-year-old daughter, Luna's classmates organize a a toy drive. Need a truck to haul a donated RV from Colorado to California? A stranger tosses Woody his keys and says, take my truck. Who does that? Woody marvels. That is not normal behavior. (laughs) You know, that's this thing about idealists and idealism. Somebody goes forward and is brave and selfless 
And then what that does is that ripples to other humans and causes them to decide, agree that maybe they too can be selfless. And then their selflessness ripples to other humans as well. So in a moment, we're going to talk about the anxiety about the, uh, about the election and all of that. But I want to plant this just bug in your ear here, okay? It is not random that humans would help other humans. It is in our nature as humans to do that. You have heard me talk multiple, multiple times about our good, empathetic hearts, that 98% of us have good, empathetic hearts. Yes, 2% are total sociopaths. Absolutely. But the other 98% of us are good. And when people show up saying, I am going to exercise my empathetic heart, it causes other people to want to do that as well. That is true. That is a fact. I am seeing it every day in my work. Remember that, will you? Okay. All right. We're going to need to take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to have Dr. Kurt Nelson to talk about pre-election anxiety and apprehension, that thing you've been feeling all weekend and particularly today. And you'll be feeling it a whole lot tomorrow. But hopefully we'll come up with some ideas to help you get past that. If you like what you hear, visit my website at elliekrug.com. Email me at elliejkrug at gmail. I love hearing from my guests, from my listeners. We'll be back in a minute. Thanks. Hi, I'm Alicia Luther Tom, certified financial planner with an all-woman team at RBC Wealth Management. Making sure you and your loved ones can live comfortably in the future starts with the choices you make today. During times like these, having a trusted investment team is more important than ever. We practice social distancing and can work with clients remotely. This is Alicia Luther Toms at 612-770-4460 or alicia.luther.toms at rbc.com. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSC, FINRA, SIPC. The number one source of the Twin Cities gay scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities Gay Scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ Media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com. That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com. This is Ellie Krug from Ellie 2.0 Radio on Mondays from 2 to 3 p.m. Many listeners know that I train on human inclusivity and on how to be welcoming to diverse humans. Today, organizations of all sizes find that they need to train team members on equity and dismantling racism. I can do that. Many say that my trainings change how they see the world. And now I'm doing all of my work online so everyone can attend regardless of where you're located. For more information, go to elliekrug.com. Thank you. I look forward to hearing from you. I love the Toyotas I've gotten at Rudy Luther Toyota, but I keep going back because of Luther's top-notch customer service. A great example, the Luther Advantage card. With every new and used vehicle purchase, you'll get three years of $0.10 cents off per gallon of gas at Holiday Station stores and $5 off the works car washes. And I can tell you, it will save you a lot of money over three years. The Luther Advantage card keeps you happy in your Rudy Luther vehicle. Find out more at Rudy Luther Toyota, 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. Paid for by the committee to elect John Hoffman. It's been four years since you elected me as your state senator. These are tough times in Minnesota, yet we've seen communities come together. You sent a message to me to get away from bickering and finger pointing and work together to get things done. I listened. Over 91% of my bills are bipartisan. It's an honor to serve the people of Brooklyn Park, Coon Rapids, and Champlin. Together, we showed we can get things done with common sense. Together, I ask for your continued support. Visit johnhoffmanmn.com. Paid for by the committee to elect John Hoffman. We're back on AM 950 LE 2.0 Radio. Ah, time for the big interview. I've been looking forward to this all weekend. Um, I have Dr. Kurt Nelson on the line. Dr. Kurt, are you there? 
I am. Hey, Dr. Kurt. Welcome. Welcome to being here again on LE 2.0 Radio. Listeners, Dr. Kurt Nelson is the founder, president, and chief behavioral scientist of the Lantern Group in Minneapolis. Dr. Kurt, let's make clear you're not a clinical psychologist, so you're not consult, uh, treating people or seeing them, right? That is correct. Okay. I do organizational and, and motivation. So. Okay. Okay, well, we just need to make sure we get that clear. You've been on my show probably, this is probably number four times over several years. And okay, I, I wanted you, and, and thank you for being on the show. I'm just so grateful. But I, I couldn't think of anybody better to come on and talk about what it is we're feeling right now about the election. Mm-hmm. Apprehension and anxiety, and maybe the, the place to start is can you tell us what is apprehension anxiety? What causes, you know, how do we get to that? And, and why is that necessarily something so many people are feeling right now? Yeah, so it's a really good question because right now a lot of us are feeling that. And I can think part of that is because of the uncertainty around it. And, and as humans, we have evolved to not like uncertainty. Certainty is much better. It feels much better for our psyche, for our brain, all of those aspects that are there. And so because there is so much weighing on people at this point, and we are so in a, in a state of flux where everything is going on, there's a ton of that uncertainty. And, and so our brains don't like that. And that creates this sense of, of anxiety within us. And it gets us to, in, in old days, it got us to do things. But in this case, can't really do anything except for vote, and then you just wait. So those are some of the things that drive that to to that crazy thing. Okay, hold on just a second. Um, You're willing to take calls, right? Listening. Okay, so uh, callers, we'd love to have you call us at 952-946-6205 if you'd like to talk to Dr. Kurt about um, pre-election anxiety and apprehension. Dr. Kurt, I want to pick up on what you just said, that in the old days, this anxiety, apprehension, would cause us to do things. Are, are we talking about like fight or flight response? Yeah, I mean, you're basically talking your, your fight, fight or freeze response, right? So when you feel that sense of anxiety, it's a signal to you that says, hey, something is going on here. I need to do something about it. And it's what you know helps us as humans overcome a number of, of things. Today's world that we live in, we have that same anxiety, but we used to get it when we'd hear a rustle in the in the bushes or, you know, we're, we're running low on food, so what do we need to do? We need to go out and hunt or gather, whatever that would be. You know, today, the, the anxiety that we have is more pervasive. It is around us more often, and so it's, and we can't necessarily do anything about it. So we have to have other factors that come in to get our our mind to kind of calm down, to not ruminate over these things, and to kind of get ourselves relaxed and let ourselves feel a little bit more normal uh, than what we feel when we get all of this kind of tension built up within us. Well, so what are the things that, you know, what would you suggest that people do as, you know, they're trying to deal with this apprehension and anxiety about tomorrow? And, And the problem, of course, is we don't know whether all of that anxiety will end tomorrow. It very well, it very well could go on. And that's, I mean, I think that that's part of what the great fear is, is that, is that, you know, in the old days we'd have the election and we'd know like at least the next morning, give or take. Okay. People are scared to death that this thing could go on until January 20th. Yeah. Well, you think about, so, so some of the things that you can do, as an individual. So, so one, you know, we, we tend to doom scroll. We, we scroll through social media, watch the news, all of those types of things. And that, it, to, to the degree that, that we can do something or that informs us, that's okay. But for the most part, it just feeds some of our anxiety and, and, and takes that in. So I would recommend, you know, limiting how much media intake you have. Tomorrow, in particular, right? So, <laughs> so don't of, don't watch the results. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can. I would set up a plan. So here's here's what I would do. I would say, all right, I will do this for 15 minutes in the morning. I will do 15 minutes in the afternoon. I will do 15 minutes in the evening, and 15 minutes, you know, probably maybe not even 15 minutes before bed because then you oh won't be able god. to sleep. Oh my god! But <laughs> but if you can if you can limit the intake, then you're going to have less of that that 
you know, blood pressure getting up, getting anxiety, having all of those, those factors going in. And then you need to replace that with doing something productive. So whether that be, uh, you know, going out and exercising, whether it be volunteering, there's lots of ways that you can go out tomorrow. And particularly if it, if you are concerned about, you know, people getting out and voting, you can go out and find those, those, uh, community places where you can help. There's lots of websites out there that offer ways for you to go out and do that or just, you know, hunker down, do your work and kind of make sure that you're you're redirecting your focus because when what happens with the anxiety is that it, it builds upon itself, right? right? And so right. we try to, um, you know, repress it. It's like telling somebody, you know, don't think of the pink elephant and all they can do is think of the pink elephant. <laughs> and so... So you have to replace that with something and you replace it with something productive. Exercise is a great thing, particularly if you can get outside. Tomorrow's supposed to be a beautiful day in Minnesota. Get outside, take a walk, do some things. The other thing to do is, is try to find, you know, be social with people um, as much as you can. Uh, and this is, this is the other piece is that, you know, we're, we're social animals. And so we, we find comfort in in being close with others and so i know it's hard in this pandemic time to do that but do if you can do it safely if you have your pod if you have your family whatever it is make sure you're not all sitting on your own devices and doing different things but that you're you're gathering together and you're talking you're playing a game you're doing something that provides some of that social bonding all right. Um, listeners, again, if you want to talk to Dr. Kurt, ask him a question about all of this anxiety and apprehension you're feeling and strategies to deal around with it, uh, the call, the number is 952-946-6205. Dr. Kurt, when you talk about getting social with people, you know, one of the things that offers is the opportunity to laugh, you know, and, mm. uh, you know, I am a, I'm going to, I'm going to see um, a mentee of mine tomorrow somebody who's very dear to me. I, I think, uh, I don't I don't know if you know this, but I have two daughters, but I have a lot of mentee women who I call third daughters. And I'm going to mm. see one of my third daughters tomorrow because she makes me laugh, you know, and we giggle when we are together. I'm so looking forward to it because it will help cut a lot of the apprehension that I'm going to be having tomorrow. It's going to be even greater than it is today. <laughs> Well, you're you're absolutely right, Ellie. When you think about it, laughing releases endorphins in our in our you know body, and those endorphins are calming and relaxing, so they help. You know, another way of, of if you're feeling yourself getting really anxious, um, you know, deep breathing exercises can be really helpful for that. So if you if you just take some really deep breaths, hold them for a while, you know. And then release them gently and do that for three or four, five breaths. You know, there's a, there's a physiological response that your, your body has. Your heart rate goes down. Um, again, you release some different uh, neurochemicals within your brain. And all of that helps to, to, to kind of calm you down. It gets you settled so that your brain isn't in that automatic, as we said, going to the amygdala, that, right. that fight, flight kind of freeze piece. So... So if you can do those types of things, laughing with other people, you know, having that time of just taking some, some moments for yourself where you're breathing, reflecting. The other piece, you know, and we talk about this sometimes when we're just talking about people in general trying to live a better life is, you know, reflect on what you're grateful for. And so, you know, we're, we're scared about the un- unknown the scary results that could happen of this, but we also have a lot to be grateful for. And so reflect back on that, particularly, you know, sleep is one of the important things that we need to do. And I know for many people tomorrow night, they're not going to be able to fall asleep very easily. My wife has already told me I'm going to just stay up all night. And I'm going, that's not a good thing to do. <laughs> you know, but that is, that is how people Is she going to have a glass of wine in her hand if she's doing that? <laughs> She might have a whole bottle of wine in, in her hand. So. Well, all right. Well, Dr. Kurt, we're going to have to take a break. Uh, listeners, if you want to speak, we we don't get Dr. Kurt on very often. He is a wise, wise human, and he has a lot of great ideas about the human uh, condition. So give us a call at 952-946-6205. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue talking with Dr. Kurt Nelson about... Uh, pre-election anxiety and apprehension and specifically I'm going to talk with him about 
fears about uh, the country uh, spiraling into war. So we'll be back. Thanks. Better Futures Minnesota's Reuse Warehouse has big news. We have a brand new online store. Check out reusebfm.com. This is a great way to see what we carry in the Reuse Warehouse. Appliances, building materials, kitchen and bath fixtures, lighting, flooring, lumber, heating and cooling items. Don't miss the beautiful benches and COVID safety shields that are hand-built using reclaimed wood from our deconstruction projects. Check out ReuseBFM.com. That's ReuseBFM, as in Better Futures Minnesota.com. My name is Greg Bakken, and on my show, Ghost Box Radio, every week we'll have conversations about the paranormal, ufology, Bigfoot, or just the unusual. This week, we talked to Bishop James Long, a demonologist who has appeared on such TV shows as Ghost Adventures and Portals to Hell. We talk about the terrifying reality of communicating with ghosts and demons. Join me this Sunday at 4 p.m. for Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken on AM 950, even if you're a skeptic. This is Ellie Krug from Ellie 2.0 Radio on Mondays from 2 to 3 p.m. Many listeners know that I train on human inclusivity and on how to be welcoming to diverse humans. Today, organizations of all sizes find that they need to train team members on equity and dismantling racism. I can do that. Many say that my trainings change how they see the world. And now I'm doing all of my work online so everyone can attend regardless of where you're located. For more information, go to elliekrug.com. Thank you. I look forward to hearing from you. This is Gregory Rich from Habitation Furnishing and Design and Drink in the Style. You may not realize it, but a trained, skilled interior designer cannot just beautify your space. They can functionify it as well. I don't know if that's a word, but it is a thing. So why not check out HabitationDesign.com and see if it looks like we're right for you. If it does, give us a call and let's schedule an appointment, in person or virtually, to make your home exceptional. HabitationDesign.com with your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for sunny skies today with a high near 56. Tonight clear with a low around 37. Tuesday sunny with a high near 67. And Wednesday sunny with a high around 64. And a reminder, our election night coverage gets underway at 6 p.m. with Matt McNeil. Then I'll be hosting at 8 p.m. providing you more election updates. And also, it's still not too late to vote. Find your polling location, a sample ballot, and more at mnvotes.org. That's mnvotes.org. And we're back on AM 950 LE 2.0 Radio. Before we took our break, um, we were speaking with Dr. Kurt Nelson. And um, Dr. Kurt, uh, uh, we've been talking about pre-election anxiety and apprehension. You've been offering us some wonderful strategies about that, including exercising and spending time with uh, friends and family so that you could be laughing and getting those endorphins going. I want to now, though, talk and move to this really, really more difficult subject, which I think makes this election so much more difficult um, and worrisome for us. And, and um, I don't know if you saw yesterday uh, the images from New York and New Jersey with um, – and I, you know, I'm a unifier, not a divider, but we have to just get into this with Trump um, supporters in their pickup trucks and a big flag stopping traffic on, on the highways – and, you know, and, 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 you know, and rhetoric coming from the president himself and then from other people suggesting that, you know, if, if he is not reelected, um, that there's a great, you know, risk that he will call people out on his behalf or that other people will just start doing it on their own. I mean, that we could spiral into some kind of warfare in, in our country. And I've got to tell you, Dr. Kurt, me even saying that raises my blood pressure as well as hurts my heart because I cannot believe we are talking about the United States of America. How do we deal with that? Yeah, it's a, it's a really discerning thing that's going on. And obviously there's a lot of rhetoric out there. There's a lot of focus in on this. And again, we get into those social media loops where uh, it comes over and over. And so we see it again and again. One of the things I think just to, to remember, and, and this is this is something I think that hopefully can cause people to 
have a little bit of hope around this. So there's been a, a number of different research studies that look at how different we are, um, Republicans to Democrats. And what's really interesting is that for the most part, we aren't that different. We have some different perspectives on some different things and, and different uh, beliefs about how you can get things done. But even those are really relatively minor when you look at the overall pieces. And when you start asking things that are in non-political ways, you know, the overlap is significant. Now, that's not saying that there aren't people that are far right and far left that, you know, will never get together and never have right. any type of thing. But for the vast majority of people out there, that middle, those are the people that, that are there. And so the, the, the hope that comes from that is that, you know, calmer, more rational minds will prevail and that hopefully we can we can see this piece coming in. However, as you say, one of the things that, that you know, is coming out of this is that there is rhetoric that is going on. There is the... Well, it's uh, not only rhetoric, it's behavior. That's, I mean, that's the thing. It's these behaviors by these small pieces, which can lead to, you know, it's a signaling component. And then if, if there's a social norm aspect and people go, oh, well, they're doing it there. They must be happening all over. And, and in, in most cases, it's small, independent, little, right. little things that are going on. Right. So again, right. one of the things is, is if we can fight that with, with actual... Proof, and this is this gets into same thing happened with the you know coronavirus and, and the pandemic, and you know showing images like at the beginning of, of people going out and being on the beach in, in Miami and, and different places like that. And yes, those happen; they're horrible. They, they shouldn't be happening. Same thing with the Trump you know caravans that are blocking Biden's truck and all of those things. But the reality is that that's less than 1%. And so you, you have to focus in on the 99% of people that aren't like that. And if we can continue to reinforce that message, that can go a big way. And that's, I'm, I'm going to put on, you know, this is both individual, but it's more on our, you know, the media, which I don't think is, you know, that isn't newsworthy. You know, the 99% of people that are staying home, taking the election results uh, like they should and, you know, going about their everyday business. It's not it doesn't draw viewers or listeners. And so that's not what gets there. But if we all understand that, you know, the reality is, is that's not there and just don't let that loop keep going and people start seeing that this is the social norm that's happening. Um, I think that's part of what we need to be doing in order to combat that. So, uh, so Dr. Kurt, I'm going to throw you a, a curveball here. Hold on a second, uh, callers. If you listeners, if you want to speak to Dr. Kurt, you're going to. We're he's his time is is soon to be <laughs> over. So give us a call at nine five two nine four six six two zero five. So I'm going to throw you a curveball, Dr. Kurt. Okay. Okay. And that is, you know, always at the back of my mind is how quickly things can change. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Think about what happened, you know, in Minneapolis, in literally in the aftermath of George Floyd's murder. You know, we, mm-hmm. we literally, you know, we went from one day where it was a peaceful protest to somebody going and breaking windows, who turns out to, it sounds like he was a white supremacist trying to incite um, destruction and violence, you know, to him breaking out the windows at the, um, at the auto zone store. And then, you know, uh, that night or the day after that, we've got the third precinct being burned down. I think that, don't you think that's partly what's weighing here is that things can go so quickly for us? Well, you're absolutely right, right? The the moment, that tipping point that happens is, is so uncertain as to what, what's going to make that happen. And so there is, there's, there's legitimate fears out there about, you know, violence that could happen as a result of the election and thinking through what that means and how that's that's going to change how we work and and live and our communities and everything else that right. that goes with that that being said you know we have to we have to think about what it is that we can do so what what do we control and 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 you know that the the anxiety that comes from all of this is, is a lot around the uncertainty with it all. I mean, if you ever have had the, you know, like you knew like something was bad and you had to give bad news to somebody 
and the night before you're just you, you can't sleep and you get you know, wake up in the middle of the night and you get you know your gut kind of wrenching yeah. and then you tell that person the bad news and, and even if they're upset or different things that anxiety goes away because now you're you're moving forward you have a plan of attack and you're there's action and you know what's going on and i think a lot of the anxiety that we have is just the unknown that is right. that that you know is this going to be something that there is enough of a trigger that we're going to break into, you know, some crazy, um, you know, things that you would have never believed if you would have asked five years ago, if the United States would have ever been at this point. You know, I don't think anybody, you know, a very small minority of people would have said that. But I think there's like, right. you know, anxiety right now over the over the election and its aftermath is 68, 70 percent of the population has anxiety around it. So, right. Well, you know, those are all those things that happen. And then it's the, you know, it's also the same thing. Well, if, if, if we can't, you know, if we can't rely on something like the election and the integrity of our, you know, president saying, you know, trying to uphold institutions rather than tear them down, of course, then, then, you know, humans go down that kind of slippery slope as to what else, <laughs> what else is insecure, right? Yeah. You know? And, and, and in that sense, I guess we, we need to remember that we have families that are integral to us, um, that, you know, much of the country is governed by people that, you know, believe in right and wrong and, you know, and, and believe in the, you know, the, you know, that the force of law, I mean, we've got a bunch of laws that need to be changed, but nonetheless that, you know, the courts impose the law and all, I mean, but it is a rabbit hole, right? That we it, could all go down. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the, the you know, we, we end up, again, a lot of our anxiety on this is is probably made up in, in our head. What was the, the Mark Twain quote? And I'm going to mess this up. You know, I've, I've lived through a lot of tragedies, you know, um, in my head, something along that those lines, right, right, um, right, right. Uh, and, and and we can we can ruminate about yep. what what could happen, and we can go down those worst case scenarios, and and in you know again, the 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 evolutionary response that we had for for that worry for that anxiety was that all right, so it helps us plan and prepare, but in these cases, you know, after a certain point it doesn't do us any good. It only, it only makes us anxious. And, and when right. we're anxious and we, we worry about that, you know, that the stress level, that stress causes our brain. So we don't, we don't think as well. So again, you know, the, there's actually, you know, when you do an fMRI scan, blood goes away from those areas of the brain, which has the prefrontal cortex, which is our rational thinking. So we become more irrational in our, in our responses. So even, if things aren't as bad, we're, we're more on edge. We are more likely to lash out at people, even our loved ones and friends. Uh, we're more likely to take kind of uh, information that might be kind of, you know, not quite sure. And we're going to look at it and we're going to say, oh, this is this is bad. Right. We're going to we're going to interpret kind of ambiguous information on the negative side more than just either being ambiguous or on a positive side. So there's lots of those factors that come in. And so, again, that's where. We can just take a breath, relax, know that it's important, know that, I mean, don't discount these things, but also realize ruminating over them and worrying and the anxiety that we have um, after a certain point doesn't do us any good. And so let's do some of these other exercises and limit our immediate exposure, get some sleep and, and do these other things that can help us in the long run. Well, and one of the, you know, I, I happen to be Buddhist and actually you and I have been We've been talking about Buddhist things the whole um, the whole talk here, but um, you know one of the things about a principle about Buddhism is that we we don't control anything, and that mm-hmm. we we don't, and that and that we suffer trying to control things that are totally beyond our control. We grasp to get the we grasp to have control over them, and when it's impossible to have control, rather than understand that, we suffer because we can't we can't grab it. I, you know, I've had moments in my life that have been, that have been too big. And I, I, I can tell you, and, and, and I, you know, and I, this may very well be one of those moments where they're too big mm. and you just, you just say, look, th- this is too big. There's just, there, I just can't do anything about this. And I just have to let things play out 
because that's the only thing that I can possibly do. And that's really, don't you think that's true with, with the election and what may be the aftermath? Well, you, you, you have to do what you can do, right? And so you have to get out there and vote. You know, if you can, if you have the ability to get out there and to, to help others get and vote and do, do whatever community or civic aspects that you can, go out and do that. But then after that, to your point, you are only in control of your own actions and your own thoughts. And the, the rest of it just has to play out. And, and you can't control that. Um, and, and the idea, as you said, this idea of control that, that you can somehow will something to, to be is, is kind of folly. And it only causes you anxiety and pain. You know, it's kind of like the old Stoics, right? Where you know Buddhists and Stoics, I think, have a lot in common. Where you know they're going, look, you can, you know, can't control what happens to you. You can only control your response to what happens to you. So, well, Dr. Kurt, um, it has been a wonder to have you on the show again. I am just so thankful that you make your time for me and for my listeners. Um, well, um, I think that, uh, do you have any other closing thoughts? I think we might be at it. We didn't have anybody call in. That's too bad, but that's the way it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I just, uh, it's always a pleasure, Ellie. You know, you, you bring up some great topics. You have great thoughts around all of this. And so again, I think what you're doing just, again, your entire show is about, you know, the humanness of all of us, right? And yep. it's bringing people together. And and while this election may seem like it is this point of, of inflection where there are those, those people over there and us over here, and I think the big thing is that we have to realize, no, it's, it, we're all us, right? And, right. And, and we might have some different perspectives. And, and the more that we can do that, the more that we can show that in in our actions and our words and our thoughts, um, the, the more that that's going to help. Because, you know, as much as we like to demonize the other side, they're, they're you know, it, it doesn't do us any good to do that. It, it, we need to pull people together. We need to yep. be one America, and we need to have all of that working together. So They want the same things in America just like we do. They want their children to succeed. They want to be free of violence. They want to be loved. It's the same. Yeah. All humans want that. All Americans do. Well, Dr. Yeah. Kurt, what wonderful uh, closing words. I just want to tell you I am so grateful for you. And, um, and thank you. Thanks for being on LE 2.0 Radio. Well, thank you for having me. Okay. All right, listeners. We've been speaking with Dr. Kurt Nelson of The Lantern Group. Go Google The Lantern Group. Follow them on Twitter because they have wonderful ideas. Um, when we come back, uh, we will uh, do my C-block. Uh, you're listening to me, Ellie Krug, on AM 950. We'll be back in a minute. Located just north of 50th in France, the Great Wall Restaurant has provided a delicious taste of authentic Chinese cuisine since 1981. Specializing in Sichuan and Peking dishes, they offer one of the most extensive menus in the Twin Cities. Favorites include hot and sour soup, pan-fried dumplings, and mushu pork with homemade Chinese pancakes. Stop by their Edina location or call for takeout at 952-927-4439. See the full menu at greatwallrestaurant.us. Hi, this is Chad from AM950. With the recent round of storms that came through the Twin Cities, some of you may have sustained damage to your roofing, siding, or windows. Call Snap Construction, the company we trust, to see if you sustained damage. Snap Construction is arguably the most well-reviewed roofing, siding, and window company in the metro. Ryan, how are you able to help people that may have had damage from these storms? Well, Chad, with experience, we've helped thousands of Minnesotans with their storm damage claims. If you suspect your home has damage or was denied in the past, give us a call for your free inspection. It can take up to a year for hail and wind damage to reveal itself. The insurance process can be complicated. We make it easy. We use the same costing software that all insurance companies rely on. As always, we stand behind our work with a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee. Don't wait. Call us for your free estimate or inspection today. 612-333-SNAP. 612-333-SNAP. Better Futures Minnesota's Reuse Warehouse has big news. We have a brand new online store. 
check out reusebfm.com. This is a great way to see what we carry in the reuse warehouse. Appliances, building materials, kitchen and bath fixtures, lighting, flooring, lumber, heating and cooling items. Don't miss the beautiful benches and COVID safety shields that are hand-built using reclaimed wood from our deconstruction projects. Check out reusebfm.com. That's reusebfm, as in betterfuturesminnesota.com. And we're back on LE 2.0 Radio on AM 950. Oh, Dr. Kurt Nelson, my God. You know, he is a man of calm and reason in a raging, raging storm. And I think that what he had to say at the end is really so important for us to bear in mind that we really, really are. We are just all Americans. We do want the same things. We do have things in common. And so um, I'm glad that we could have him on the show at this very important time. Um, and and, and um, thank you, Dr. Kurt. Thank you for being my friend. And thank you for always showing up when I ask you with such great wisdom. All right, well, uh, this is my C block where, you know, I usually talk about um, my work as an idealist, but no, I'm going to just kind of piggyback on what we just talked about with Dr. Kurt. You know, um, like you, you know, I believe uh, there is so much personally riding on this election. Um, it is so pivotal for all of us as Americans, but, you know, I am a transgender woman. The Trump administration has been targeting transgender people repeatedly. And so for me and my community, I'd say there's even heightened um, concern and fear. And as I prepared for this show, I thought of my fundamental belief. And that is what we just spoke about, that regardless of political camp, whether you're red or blue or Bernie, that almost all Americans have good, empathetic hearts, are good, empathetic people. That when you get people away from their groups, when you get them away from all the other people holding the flags, and you get them simply one-on-one, -on -one, past their fears, past their stereotypes, and you talk to them one-on-one, -on -one, one heart trying to get another heart to open that almost all Americans, regardless, again, of what color you are in terms of skin or in terms of political, almost all of us will show up with good, empathetic hearts. I believe that. I do. And I also have been thinking about the concepts of reservoirs. You know, I mean, water. Why do we have water reservoirs? We have them as a place for you know, just in case there's a drought, okay? Then we can release the water from the reservoir. We can do that to make sure that we soften the effects of the drought. And so on this concept of reservoir, I think that we as humans, we build up reservoirs. We do. We build up reservoirs of grit and resiliency. And I believe we all build up reservoirs of hope. And during times of drought, that would be times of fear, times of great apprehension, times of anxiety, that we, we do have the ability to tap into those reservoirs. We are certainly in a drought now. We are. And it is time for all of you listeners to turn the tap, to let the reservoirs start to empty, to come to you, to, to fill you up, those reservoirs that are hidden to start to fill you up with hope again, to help fill you up and remind you about your grit and your resiliency. I am doing that. I am. I mean, I am doing that literally as we speak right now. Remember, um, I will be doing a free post-election town hall. Hope. It's titled Hope for America Next Steps. It's going to be on Wednesday. That would be Wednesday the 
4th, thank you, Ellie, um, from 4 to 5.30 CST. Um, this is, you know, my hope with the town hall is to give us a chance to collectively digest the election results, at least of what we will know at that point, and offer mutual support and hopefully do some of that important stuff like laughing. You know, so I, I invite you to my town hall. It is free, um, but you've got to sign up through it for it through Eventbrite. So if you go to elliekrug.com and then scroll down the menu bar to upcoming events and then upcoming engagements, and then just click on that and you'll look and see what's going on on November 4th, and you'll see a link to sign up for Eventbrite to um, to be part of that town hall. Again, it's free, but you've got to re- you've got to register. Okay. Um, so my last words to all of you before the pivotal day, because the next time you hear from me is going to be a week from today. So we will have had a whole six days of things. Okay. I have no idea how I will be feeling. You have no idea how you will be feeling a week from now, but I want to say this to all of you, whether you are Red or blue or burning. I want you to know I care about you. I am a hopeless idealist who believes in human goodness and the power of compassion. I believe in America. I do. Make sure you vote. Make sure you do do even one small act to make the world better. Tomorrow, and then Wednesday, and then Thursday, and then Friday. If the election goes as we want, we will have a chance to change America. I believe in you my fellow Americans. Till next week. That's our show. A big thanks to my uh, producer, Brett Johnson, and to my sponsor, Better Futures Minnesota, which gives people a second chance. A big thanks to you, my listeners, for tuning in. I, I think we have people from across the country on this show because of Dr. Kurt Nelson. Hang in there, okay? We will get through this. I swear we will. See you on the other end, on the other side. Take care.